What's going on, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode number 43 of RizzoCast. I'm Stephen Risotto, and we are joined today by a very special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Louisa Gauci. Um, I'm, curr- I'm usually from Brisbane, Australia, but currently I am in Seattle uh, in Washington working at Driveline Baseball and just recently committed to play college baseball at Green River. So. Yes, Louisa <laughs> Gauci. Um, we look for interesting stories on this podcast, and this is definitely a really awesome one. Um, actually, the first female ever to play college baseball in the NWAC conference. Um, so let's get straight. I mean, we have to get straight into this. I mean, did you ever think being a female college baseball player was possible? Did you ever think that that was possible, you know, coming up, living in Australia? Was that ever something you thought was possible? Yeah, so definitely, like, from an Australian point of view, not at all. I have never even heard of it, like, whatsoever. I was, like, I was kind of new into the baseball scene. I only started when I was 13. So even, like, just coming up was very unheard of. Um, And then kind of when I turned 16, 17, meeting other women that played college baseball, um, that kind of just gave me a little bit of hope that I could possibly get to this point. So that was... Yeah, honestly, it was like a, I could never think of it like that. I was, I was actually looking at schools to play softball at um, up until I was 17. So it's actually kind of crazy that I'm in this situation where uh, this is my second school that I've committed to. So it's like, it's awesome. I've actually had, I've been really lucky. <laughs> so it's cool. Yeah, so we don't get too many Australian like big leaguers as it is. I, there might be a few more pro players how big is baseball down in Australia? Is it like a big thing? Is it accessible to like watch? How, how is it down there? Okay. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like a kind of a small sport around America to, to to like make a link to possibly No, hockey's kind of big around here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think maybe like handball, maybe like a, you know, like handball, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the beanbag, uh, <laughs> the, the beanbag yeah. cornhole. <laughs> yeah, maybe cornhole. I guess um, we have stadiums. We have a pro league. It's nothing like crazy, crazy, but definitely not as many people play. Um, I think there's only three hundred girls that play um, in the country, maybe four hundred, and then player wise probably in like tens of thousands so not in the millions like the u.s so accessible yes if you know the right people so definitely like once you get in and you kind of like know people around that's like you're in like you never really kind of get out and everywhere you go everywhere you meet you meet new people and everybody's connected in some sort of way so uh definitely like baseball in australia is kind of like tight-knit like a family kind of thing where like, yeah, once you're in, you, there's so many possibilities and it's really amazing, but definitely like an outsider, there are so many more other sports that are way more popular. So like swimming or cricket, um, yeah, tennis, <laughs> anything except for baseball, I guess. But uh, even like women's baseball in Australia is pretty popular. So growing up, like being girl on a team wasn't really weird. And that's why I think I had so much... Um, like support growing up and people just didn't tell me to quit because it was a common thing. And I had a lot of friends that played. So yeah, 
it's, it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. So did you follow any of like the major league teams here? Did you, were you able to watch any teams, any players that like kind of stood out to you? Yeah. So my parents didn't pay for cable, so I never really got to watch any kind of baseball. And I, I still remember to this day, I always said to my best friend um, who I played with, I always told him, I was like, you know, if I ever end up, you know, like working in professional baseball, then I'll care about it. And he just laughed at me and he's like, oh, no, you're not. You're not going to, you're not going to work in professional baseball. So like, I honestly never really watched it until maybe last year or 2019 when I moved to um, LA. And up until that point, I was a Blue Jays fan just because of Troy Tulowitzki. That's literally it. And yeah, right now, I, right now I'm a Dodgers fan because uh, Mookie got traded. So I'm kind of on that bandwagon. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm going to still say it. When I work for a pro team, that's, that's a team that I'm going to love. So oh, There you go. So no, no really big allegiances. I guess Mookie Betts is a, such an easy guy to root for. I mean, yeah. he's a stud, bulls, perfect games, great athlete. So we, we, we love him. What was the process like for you to kind of come up to the States? How did you kind of find your way to the West Coast? What was that process like moving? Nightmare. Okay. <laughs> um, definitely, like, it's just crazy. Uh, just taking huge risks, I guess. Um, so I started Olympic weightlifting to get stronger in a, in a wild, like, whirlwind of turn of events. So I started Olympic weightlifting in Australia. Um, I then ended up getting like picked up to, to do, to play Olympic weightlifting in college. And at that point I was still trying to like play baseball, um, kind of made that decision where I'm playing college baseball. I'm not playing college softball. And I told the coach, I was like, Hey, if you want me for weightlifting, like I'm going to play baseball on the baseball team. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm like, okay, cool. cool. I'm playing college baseball. Um, that ended up like kind of falling through, but luckily at the time, I was playing summer ball um, in LA, and the head coach of the summer ball team I was playing on was actually the West LA head coach. So, kind of like shared with him, like, "Hey, the school said I could play baseball." They're kind of telling me I'm not playing baseball. They just want me to do weightlifting. I actually don't like weightlifting that much. I, I want to play baseball. Um, and then he's like, "Oh, have you have you thought of like staying here with us at West LA?" And I'm like, "Nope." And he's like, "We'll give you a roster spot." And I'm like. I'm sold. <laughs> so that's kind of like my process, I guess. Lots of rejection, like in the, in the background, like, yeah, lots of rejection. Not a lot of schools interested. Really hard for me to find some of all teams. Really hard for me to find coaches that would take me seriously. Um, yeah, so I ended up staying in LA for the year, then got cut short because of COVID. Had to go home uh, to Australia just because like everything was closed and I wasn't able to train in my apartment. So it kind of sucked. Um, went back home. I then started online training with driveline. So that's where I got my current hitting coach. And that's kind of how I made so many connections. Did remote coaching for like five months and then came back to LA once things started opening up again. And yeah, kind of like getting that feel that the season's probably not happening. Um, and then I was having so much success training with driveline. They offered like internship positions. I applied. I got one. Came. I just moved up here. One way ticket. Moved up here with the full hope that I was moving back to LA. Um, and then, yeah, kind of like all of a sudden made that decision that maybe LA wasn't the best place for me. And staying up here was a better decision, I guess. So 
then I started that process of contacting as many coaches as I could up here. And again, it was a nightmare. Everybody kind of said no, except for one coach, <laughs> which is Ben, which is amazing. So ended up like committing there. I got a scholarship. Um, and yeah, just the icing of the cake is that it's literally four minutes away from driveline. So amazing so you ended up getting stuck in the in, in washington because of the pandemic yes. that's interesting yes. <laughs> so here's here's a non-baseball question for you what is the difference between australian life besides the accent besides the way we talk what is the difference between australia and the united states that's oh, a tough gosh. one there's a lot i'm sure the drinking age oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah drinking answer, age. i guess yeah drinking age there's 18 um, here it's 21, but no, I guess like for me, the difference is like, I don't have many non-baseball friends up here. So I pretty much like, all I do is baseball a, a lot of the time, um, besides like reading, I guess. But yeah, in Australia, I have all my family there, all my cousins, um, all my school friends, all my non-baseball friends. And yeah, I mean, like, I, I, don't, I don't even know, honestly, the food's different. <laughs> We have Vegemite. Yeah. <laughs> so the food. Okay. That, that's, that's interesting. I guess that's what a lot of people would say coming from different countries. Um, so let's talk being, I know you probably get asked this a ton, being the only girl on your team. It, I, I love this. What's it like right? being a woman? <laughs> <laughs> Does it affect you though? Is it, is it something that like bothers you that, you know, you're the only one or is it something kind of you take pride in? Uh, it's kind of funny. I don't really think about it unless people point it out. And oh, then well. I kind of, yeah, no, no, it, it's funny. Cause, cause like people pointed out at driveline too. They're like, Oh, do you feel weird? You're the only one like here. And I like look around. I'm like, uh, not really. <laughs> cause like, I, I guess like my personality is like, I, I blend in pretty well and I don't, I don't try to stick out, I guess. Like I will talk as much shit as the next guy and I yeah I just try to like I try to make myself like them I, I'm not trying to change them because again like it sucks but it is like a, a man's sport so I'm not going to come in and try to like change everything I I'm literally just going to come in do my thing and then like leave them to it you know what I mean like it's it has nothing to do with like me being a girl or whatever it, it's just like how it is and until like I guess we have a league of our own or whatever. Like, that's just like what you got to do. So, mm -hmm. I don't really. Is it hard sometimes? Like, is it difficult sometimes? Yeah, like a little bit, just because um, the relationships are different. So, there's a really big difference between like two best buds, like on a team that are like guys, um, and then like me and like guys. Like, it's definitely weird. And it's something that I kind of feel left out in. But at the end of the day, like, it's fine. And if I really hated it, I probably would not be playing baseball. So, yeah, I guess, like, I miss out on some kind of, like, relationships with the team. Um, but other than that, like, not really. Like, currently just when people just, like, t start talking shit for no reason, like, just because I'm a girl. And it's, like, if I, if I was, like, I had shorter hair and no one mentioned the fact that I was a girl or something, you know, like coming from a facility like Driveline, coming from a school in California, 
like everyone would be like, oh my gosh, wow, we got this new prospect. But all of but now because I'm a girl, it's like all of a sudden like, oh, I'm gonna throw her high inside. Like I'm gonna hit her. It's like why? Like why would you want to do that? Like that's just dumb. <laughs> so they'd be giving you a, an extra ninety feet. So take it. That's what I mean. I'm just like, if they hit me, I'm gonna bat flip and flip them off. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> on your way to first. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. I, I, I like had this goal this season to like get thrown out of the game. I just think that would be a hoot, you know? <laughs> like, is, that, is that on the bucket list? Why is that on the bucket list? Let's hear it. Because like who would expect like this five foot two Australian girl to start like swearing and like flipping people off for like doing dumb shit. You know what I mean? Like that's, I, I guess like over the past like couple of months, my personality has definitely changed where like, when I was at LA and like kind of the beginning of like my college baseball career, I was like just grateful for any opportunity, like kind of just like chilling, like, Oh my gosh, like I'm so lucky. I'm here. I'm a woman playing baseball. Like, Oh wow. Amazing. But it's been like two years now. And I'm like, I, I, I like, I trained too hard to like be like fluffing around with that kind of stuff. And it's like, I just want to get in there and like compete. So. Yeah. You belong. Like, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, like, if they're going to stop, like, hitting me for no reason or just, like, giving me a hard time, then, like, I'm obviously going to give them a hard time about it. So. Yeah, hopefully we get to see a clip of, like, a mound charge or something in the near future. That would be pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so, I've, I've been practicing it here at Driveline. It's been, it's been great. <laughs> that, that, that's definitely something that uh, we want to hear about. Anyways, you have the title of hitting intern at Driveline Baseball. How did that title come about, and what is kind of your role at Driveline? Yeah, so pretty much it. I am the hitting intern. So I got hired as the intern in September. And pretty much like I am just the ultimate utility in the hitting department. So anything they don't want to do, anything they kind of want to do, anything they haven't finished, that's like kind of what I, that's my job. I just finish projects. Um, I also collect a lot of data. I clean data. Uh, I run assessments. I pretty much just track all the tech. Like I am the tech queen pretty much. And like, if anything's broken, like I have to fix it. I have to call around if they want things to change. Like I do that too. Yeah. Pretty much the ultimate utility of the hitting department. <laughs> so I know driveline has a lot of people that go there, uh, that go there and train a lot of recognizable faces. Have you run into any like recognizable I mean, I don't know, does Trevor Bauer come in from time to time? Like, who do you run into that is, like, somewhat, like, a big name that people would know? Uh, I can't say. Okay, <laughs> Unfortunately, fair, fair. I can't. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, I can't say. But For privacy been, reasons, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if they didn't sign the non-disclosure agreement, maybe. But it has been super sick, and I find myself complaining about it, which is terrible of me. So, like, because I, I'm, like, I run all the tech, I run all the footage and I run like KVest and like I have to make sure Blast is always connected and hit tracks is working. So like I pretty much just sit in on like the big league is hitting. And again, like I did it every day for like months and I found myself complaining that I was watching like some of the best hitters in the world. And I'm like, Louisa, what are you saying? Like, stop this, like go away. Like just like take a step back and realize like where you are and like, don't be like this. So it has honestly just been like a really cool experience. And yeah, it's been like super sick because I'm currently like being onboarded to be like a heading trainer. So it's really cool. Like taking in that role as well, because I'm currently an online heading trainer, but just like 
practicing my analyst skills as well. So it's been really awesome. Yeah. So it's 2021 and, and there's still people that are saying swing down on the ball <laughs> and you know, the coaches are still teaching that at little league and high school is driveline's real, right? I mean, driveline it's, it's big time effective, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we know oh, yeah. it's real, but it's effective. Tell me how effective it is. And like some of the oh, misinterpretations oh about the brand. Jesus. Okay. Well, my swing was trash like six months ago and right now it's freaking amazing. And the thing is like my coach has never told me to swing down or like pretty much any kind of swing direction, except for like, Hey, maybe you should uh, try to hit the ball a little bit deeper. Cause my point of contact was terrible, but Oh my gosh. Like there is just like, it makes too much sense for us to be teaching like swing hard, like swing hard, swing fast. You're going to hit the ball harder. You're going to have like, better contact quality. I mean, better contact quality comes with like practice, I guess. Like we have plier balls, hitting pliers. So to like kind of work on that, like flush contact. Um, yeah, I know people say like a launch angle swing, but like the launch angle is the direction of the ball coming off the bat. Like, no, like, what do you mean? Every, every swing's a launch angle swing. But um, yeah, I mean like, especially in the hitting department, it's, it's great. It's like, it's great and it really works and if any like honestly anyone can just see the data that we have and they can literally just see it for themselves i guess even with our youth academy program coming up now that's exactly what they're teaching is like swing hard swing fast and be athletic mm -hmm. nothing about like swing down the ball like oh i've got to bunt everything i guess like that just comes with situational hitting and you should be able to do that anyway so yeah for sure so when you're hitting do you look at the launch angle? Do you look at the exit velocity? Which one do you kind of focus on more? A hundred percent. Depends what kind of day it is. So let's hit. So for me, like Mondays, I only care about my bat speed. So that's my high intent days is bat speed and kind of my exit velar. Um, today I had like a, a no pressure day, which means like kind of just actually working on my swing. So right now I'm working on like uh, maintaining like spine angle and like actually my, my hip hinge as well. So loading into my back hip um, and just like kind of maintaining that angles like through the ball and yeah, my contact quality. And so like just waiting, waiting back on the ball, hitting it a little bit deeper. So line drive center and upper, but I care about launch angle just because like you're hitting the cage all the time. So you don't want anything like negative or freaking sky rockets straight in the app. So yeah, for me, like definitely exit feeler, bat speed on high intent days and then days like today is like contact uh, contact point so point of contact and like launch angle but is it, I always is, look at, is it always like back cage is that always the goal for you back of the cage i mean sometimes if i'm pulling if i'm if i'm uh, trying to go center field but like pulling the ball your uh, exit field goes up so mm -hmm. on mondays i just pull the shit out of everything and then every other day, I'm just trying to focus on <laughs> middle, like center of the cage to upper. So, yeah. So when you're hitting, are you kind of a guess hitter? Do you sit on fastball all the time? What is kind of your approach at the plate and, you know, against a pitcher maybe that you don't know? Okay. So like, uh, kind of like my approach is I don't want to give too much away, but I am going to probably watch the first pitch every time because I am really good deep in counts. So I don't hit the ball hard enough to be like trying to take daddy hacks the first couple of pitches. So I'm kind of like a, 
I'm like a pitch, pitch count. I'm like a pitch counter eater. I, I eat mm. pitch counts. Yeah. So like pretty much I'm just like sitting, sitting on a fastball. I mean, I'm going to hit it anyway. So I hope, I hope people throw me fastballs this season, but my best pitch is that I hit really well off sliders. So. Yeah. As yeah, a right-handed but, hitter, that's a hard, nobody ever <laughs> says they hit well against sliders ever. Yeah. That's crazy. They're my, they're, they're my favorite. I, I hit the hardest off sliders, but it's just because my swing, if you see my swing, it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, but I, I'm in the process of kind of changing that because of like for obvious reasons. But yeah, I guess like my approach is watch the first pitch. Uh, I'm not going to say like, I guess, I mean, depending what the count is, I really like to focus on committing a hundred percent. So I'm going to, yeah, I guess like assume what pitch is coming and then assume what part of the plate it's going to come. And if it doesn't come on that part of the plate, then I'm not going to swing like, at all. But if it does, like, I'm going to 100% commit to that. So, yeah, like, de- but definitely on, like, a, a count that I am behind in, I'm always going to focus on, like, an inside pitch, like, pretending like I'm going to hit an inside pitch just because, like, my swing is always going to be the best if I adjust inside and then work outside. That's yeah. great stuff. That's some good stuff. So I didn't ask this before, but what position do you play? <laughs> I play second base. Second base. <laughs> Is yeah. that how long have you played second base? Oh, for men's teams, like kind of on and off in Australia, just because I'm actually an outfielder for the women's teams. So I was always in the outfield. Um, and then kind of moving into a, a more like permanent second base position has been when I got to college. So last year. So I've been working a lot of like my footwork at second base since I've been at driveline, just because like I don't want to show up and just be like, kind of behind everybody just because I haven't actually played as much as people think at second base. And yeah, I was an outfielder for a very long time. So. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about your, your daily routine. What What is your schedule? What is kind of your day like of training? Are you, well, I'll let you tell me, but is it like, you know, lifting first, then hitting or hitting, then lifting? What What's kind of your routine? Okay. So my routine is I wake up at, in the morning, whatever time that may be, preferably at eight o'clock, sometimes eight thirty, and then I have weight gain shake, and then and then I eat, and then I go to driveline, and then I'll work from nine o'clock until one o'clock. When one o'clock hits, nobody talks to me because that's my training time. So uh, if I get messages, people like wanting to do work stuff or whatever, I am like, no, no, this is my training time. So at one o'clock, I warm up, um, and then I will throw. And then uh, I usually do some second base stuff until two o'clock. And then at two o'clock, I warm up to hit. So I'll hit off the tee from like two to two fifteen to like two thirty. Two thirty, I will hit until three thirty four o'clock. And then at four o'clock, I will go into the weight room and I'll work out until I'm done. So maybe six. And then after that, I'll usually go back to my desk, finish off some work, and then I'll get out of driveline between 7 and 8 p.m. Sometimes sometimes way later, but it, it depends. <laughs> well, it sounds like a packed day for sure. So is, is, is there a sense of – let's get back to the big picture here. Is there a sense of pressure for you to succeed? Like do you feel like there's a big load on your back or are you completely cool as a cucumber when you're playing? Uh, sometimes. It depends. It kind of fluctuates, honestly. Like I kind of like had a little bit of freak out before I like signed my letter of intent 
where I was like, I have so much pressure on myself. Like, why do I suck? And everyone's like, you don't have any pressure. But then it's like, once I signed the thing and I started getting like all these messages and like people telling me all this stuff, uh, you know, people, people like kind of just like have to like take, take me away and like talk to me like straight up where it's like, I'm like, I hate it. Everybody's watching me. And they're literally like, Louisa, everybody's going to watch you all the time. They're like, you're the only girl on the field. Of course they're going to watch you. I'm like, oh, God damn it. I'm like, why? Can't I watch someone else? But yeah, I mean, like, I, I do I do get, I do. Yeah, I kind of crack a little bit. And then, um, yeah, it is tough. It's tough. Whenever I have a bad day in the cage, I, like, have to, like, take a, kind of take a deep breath. I usually, like, go sit in the bathroom or something. And I, like, calm down. And then I'll go lift and I'll be, like, happy. I guess and like kind of zoned in but yeah it's kind of different like when I play and it depends like how locked in I am so I definitely know how to lock myself in it's take a lot of pre-workout and I just like I'm like zoned in but if I if I like something bad happens or people start saying things and kind of gets into my head then I'm kind of a mess so definitely like working on that this off season (laughs) but yeah Sometimes it's tough. So what is, what is the future for you? Is, is it, is the goal professional baseball, major league baseball? Is it maybe like moving up and getting a, you know, taking the intern tag off of you at driveline? Is it working in a baseball front office? What is the ultimate dream job for you in baseball? Yeah. Like honestly, ultimate dream job, just like everybody else is like, I want to play professional baseball. You know, it's like, again, what how to how how should my dreams be different to someone else's just because of my gender so yeah i mean like professional baseball is always going to be the ultimate goal um but i if i'm thinking like a two three year goal then it's division one baseball that's my that's my buy-in right now that's like something that's totally achievable and that's something that i'm going to commit everything to be getting to so that's the next one um then as for taking off the intern tag I start my new role as like a coordinator at driveline next, next month. So let's go. Yeah. (laughs) So I get that tag taken off me very soon, which is great. But uh, yeah, I guess like when everything's done with baseball, then I want to be a hidden coordinator in professional baseball. So that's awesome. That's really awesome. So I want to give you one last thing here there's haters everywhere. What would you say to the haters? I'll give you your time. I'll give you a rant here. What would you say to the haters? All of them out there. You guys are so wrong. Like (laughs) I'm like such a cool person. Like I'm super nice. and I work really, really hard. Um, and stop talking shit. I mean, like, like I said, I work really hard to get to where I am and I've given up everything to be here in the U S you know, like I don't have any family here. None of my friends are here. And all I do is baseball, so I'm gonna work extremely hard, and I will probably work harder than you guys. So, stop talking shit. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Don't hit her either, because you know, or actually, maybe just just to see the ejection, yeah. just to see the ejection. When... Yeah, I mean, yeah. If if it's if it's intentional, you people will be hearing about it for weeks. <laughs> yeah, go to the go to the newspapers yeah. with it. Um, that that would be awesome, Louisa. I appreciate you coming on the show. Um. It was a great interview. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. So you guys could follow uh, Louisa on Twitter. Uh, her handle is at Louisa Gauchi. 
at L-U-I-S-A-G-A-U-C-I for the verbal people out there listening. I will also drop that in the description wherever you're listening or watching. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Stay safe and have a great rest of your day.